Hi guys, welcome to The Hard Carry. I'm your host Adam Fitch. As always with this series, I'm going to go through what the hell's happened in the past week in the terms of um, esports business. So in the esports industry, what, what's been happening and why do things matter? Um, as always, uh, what's become a new trend with this series, I just want to wish you all um, happiness, wellness, you know, everything. But especially with COVID-19 going on still, um, I hope you are all doing well and you're all staying inside as much as possible, getting plenty of gaming in, some good family time and such, you know, if you, if you live with other people, if you live by yourself like me, I hope you're finding things to do that aren't sending you absolutely crazy, you know. Um, I'm not going to wear this the entire time, I just thought I'd um, wear it for the for the COVID um, kind of announcement at the beginning, uh, the, the regular scheduled program and such, you know. Um, yeah, I just hope you're all well and we'll get into it. Um, 10-15 minutes as long as it always takes uh keep you up to date with, with the major happenings in esports so the the first story is talk esports entering a broadcast deal with eurosport so similar to the deal it established with uh, espn not too long ago and they also entered um, a deal with blake broadcasting um the race all-star series which is it's uh, it's it's comprised of two tournaments as far as i'm aware which are kind of ongoing look at that it leaves a red mark instantly no wonder nurses and such are are in pain like that was on for like two minutes um so it'll be shown in over 150 countries and territories through Eurosports network it's obviously a huge sports uh, channel and network in europe so um talk esports uh, has done well putting on this event um in, in a time where sports has gone dark as such you know programming there has dipped off for many channels if not all so um yeah, they, they filled the gap and, and then they managed to create some good deals out of it. There's no financial terms um, or how long the, these deals last for. None of that's mentioned. But um, yeah, it'll be available across cable, satellite, IPTV, VODs will be available and catch-up will be available all through uh, Eurosport alone. Uh, over 80 racers compete in each each event. And instead of being on iRacing like eNASCAR and most of the other sim racing events that are going on at the moment it's on r factor 2 not too familiar with it as such i've heard of it um but yeah darren cox who's the president and ceo of talk esports has done a good job a lot as long with it along with his team to really boost the series and and potentially um kind of push the talk esports name out there even more you know especially when it's merger with with frankly is seemingly coming up there was a press release about that saying um They've, they've agreed for it to go go ahead. So if everything on the legal side is fine, that's seemingly happening. So uh, a lot happening for Talk Esports at the moment, and I'm sure there'll be plenty more to discuss about that particular company as time goes on in the next few months. So next up, we'll discuss ESL. But the, the other end of this deal is Gunner Optics. That's a name I haven't heard in a long while. So one of the original like gaming glasses brands, They I think they call themselves the original, but you, I never really know on that. It's just a good thing to put out there, you know. Um, ESL has entered a three-year licensing agreement with Gunner Optics to create its own branded um, range of gaming glasses. So there'll be two different collections, two collaborations as such, released later this year. And uh, since it's three years, it'll go through to 2022. Now, um, yeah, later this year, the, the first range of branded glasses. We don't know what they'll look like yet, as you can only go a certain, uh, like a certain way with these glasses, these products, so we can kind of guess um and, and my my questioning is um gaming glasses are gaming glasses right whether it's got esl on it or not i don't think that matters too much and also i don't know how much brand affinity and brand loyalty uh esl esl has i don't know how well its merch uh sells as a rule i know it's, it's got kind of a marketplace for other teams jerseys and merch as well um so so i don't really know 
Um, I, I don't really know what the uptake will be for these products. Uh, the deal's said to be global, but there's no specific regions or territories or, territories or countries in, involved in the announcement. So again, like less less details than I'd like, of course. But um, ESL getting further into the merch game and obviously appealing for like the health kind of approach. Um, that that seems to be what it what it is at, at least. And um, yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm looking through the quotes. So it just says we look forward to equipping players across the globe with ESL gaming glasses designed designed specifically for esports players and their fans. So we don't know if it'll innovate um, among the normal gaming glasses at all. Um, and I'd actually love to speak to somebody, uh, whether it's like a, a doctor who specialises in gaming or whatnot, to to really get behind gaming glasses to see to see what's what, you know. Um, but yeah, um, the the deal was facilitated by Beanstalk, which I believe is the like company that works with esl on on these kind of deals you know so yeah um gonna start in 2006 and for me it'd been quiet for quite a while but this deal could put it back on the map as such especially if uh, good things come out of it you know though it will be branded as esl uh, so i don't know if it'll be co-branded with the gunner optics um gunner optics emblazoned all over it you know like the glasses so there's not many opportunities for that so keeping it short and sweet we're getting to the next one so I'm not a big Fortnite fan. I, in terms of what they're doing for the whole metaverse kind of narrative that we're building at the moment, it's cool. Um, but on the esports side, like that, uh, it's competitive. Twitter is called Fortnite competitive instead of esports. I feel like it, it's it it understands that it's almost the wrestling in a sense of, of esports, where it's more entertainment over actual competitive integrity and such. But they've announced the Fortnite Champion Series Invitational, an only, online only event, which actually have a two million dollar prize pool. Now, I think Fortnite. Esports has has dipped off quite a bit in terms of notoriety and discussion and reputation, um, for better or for worse, especially in the mainstream. And Epic Games, I believe, uh, thinks the only way you can get back in the conversation is hosting big events with with incredible prize pools. Like two million is nothing to sniff at, you know. Um, so up to six hundred players per region as across eight regions, which I'll get into, will um be able to compete for a share of the prize pool. And yeah, two million, which is one point six two million pounds, will be awarded across the entire thing. So, Epic Games will invite up to five hundred players in each of the seven regions. Sorry, not eight, seven. So, as Europe, North America, East and West, Middle East, Brazil, Asia, and Oceania. So, up to four hundred players uh, from each region will be invited based on performance in the past um, FCS events, so Fortnite Champion Series events, with another being invited at epic games is discretion so whatever that means so i guess it'll pick um influencers and likes of ninja and such you know if they're not already qualified it'll get the big uh the big names in and um boost it because it, it, it does need a boost right now and there's nothing um kind of making us aware that as a world cup uh, two like a second edition of the world cup coming uh, especially with covid going on at the moment you know it's hard for anyone to be announcing like actual events so um yeah, this, I think this will be the first like showcase event really for Fortnite since the World Cup, which I think was in July. So um, big, big news there, I guess. Uh, two mil again. I can't, I can't like discriminate against Fortnite. Like two million dollars for an online tournament. You know, um, it seems like it'll go on for quite some, quite some time, and it's good to see players from most regions getting involved and and being able to really compete for life changing amounts of money. You know. So, um, lastly, it's been a very quick one. We're getting through it quick. Um, it's, it's, I'll be completely honest with you, just as a quick aside, like, the work we're doing at Esports Insider at the moment is great, um, but it makes you very busy. Um, so, I'm actually working today, which is a Saturday, so the day it goes out is the day I'm recording, and I'll be working tomorrow as well. I'm actually launching a podcast for Esports Insider, which will be here before long as well. 
So that's something I'd 100% um, encourage people to get involved with it. It'll be a little bit more serious than my podcasts, though I think I'll be hosting. Don't know if I'll have a co-host yet or if I'll just have guests on. We'll, we'll get to that. I'll announce it officially once it's ready to be officially announced, you know. But yeah, so okay, so let's get into this last one. Activision Blizzard has partnered with Sony Mobile to launch the Call of Duty Mobile World Championship. So it starts on April 30th. Um, not really much to go on in terms of information. Um, I believe there's a one million prize pool. Yeah, so one million dollars, which is like eight hundred and twelve thousand um, pounds, up for grabs. Uh, people can qualify, so players can uh, qualify in the mobile by um, playing in the ranked mode in the app in the game, and they need to be ranked veteran or higher um, to get in. And at the moment, they're the only details we have. Um, yeah, it's presented by Sony. It's the I think it's the first like official esports event for COD Mobile, which has obviously been huge. If you look at all the download numbers and such, it's it's been a massive hit. Uh, some people tout uh, touted this uh, title as being the one that will bring mobile gaming to prominence in the West. I don't know if that's the case still. We'll have to see how this goes. That's why I've included this. I think there's a big opportunity with mobile. Um, and Activision Blizzard and Sony have obviously uh, caught wind of that and think, okay, let's fucking go. Like we've got all of these players. Um, and, and there's the opportunity for something to really kick off, and especially with the sports drought at the moment as well. Um, maybe this is weird and wonderful enough for people to give this a, a check, where normally they wouldn't because they'd be watching whatever the hell they're into, you know. So, um, yeah, there's, there's not not many details there. I think that's the kind of the key theme for, um, yeah, for this week's episode of The Hard Carry. Um, a lot being announced with, with details coming later down the line. It's a bit annoying if, if you're going to try and qualify for a world championship and you don't really know what's what's cracking there, what availability you need and such. Even if you've been furloughed or you work from home, whatever it may be, or, or you play professionally. I, I, no matter the circumstance, like having more information would be good if you're like actively right now trying to qualify for a, 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 the world championship, you know. But I expect more to come from that, especially if the uptake is good. I have a... Um, a feeling that would be really big in, in Asia and, and not so big in the West, but I would love to be wrong on that and I'd love to, uh, for this to be like the big the big Western mobile tournament, you know, like the one that sets the records and hopefully sets the precedent for w what could be. Um, I spoke to Mobile Matt, who's the director of mobile gaming at Complexity on the Adolfitch podcast recently, so if you're more interested in that and um, kind of how he feels, uh, the, the opportunities for mobile and, and what will be the catalyst for mobile in West, and then go check that out it's, still, it's out now uh, i think it's a good one it's about an hour long chat plenty to go on and yeah it's not me butting in a lot it's him uh sharing his expertise his, his opinions and his his informed takes on, on what's going to happen but yeah that that's it for the hard carry this week i think it's the 15th episode could be wrong i'm really bad at prep because too much going on i should be better at it and I, maybe i will try and get better and more professional soon enough you know with the new backdrop and and update the the overlay and, and make sure my audio is crisp as anything and and, and make sure I, i've got somewhat of a script but if people like this raw just off the top of the head kind of going at it and and just straight up opinions um unfiltered shit then then let me know i, I know it's scrappy i know i could be a lot better i'm gonna work on that mm problem at some point just me ermin everywhere um there you go, I did it again, but but it's, it's stuff I need to work on, you know, I'm a writer, uh, traditionally not really a host or presenter by any means, but I'm, I'm looking to improve myself a lot um, in, in the upcoming months and stuff, so there may be some changes, but if so, then I only think they'd be for the better, so any feedback is greatly appreciated, if you've watched every one of these and you tune in every week, then please let me know. 
regardless and and separate to that i hope you're all well hope you're all having um the, the best quarantine you can have uh considering what's going on at the moment you know being forced to stay inside i hope your family and friends are safe and uh, i'll catch you on the next one thank you so much for tuning in and following along with me uh, as esports continues to do what esports does <laughs>